Albert Park in Los Angeles, California. I'm Tavis Smiley, and I'm so glad to see you and me uh, back in stride again. Before we get started with today's show, let me invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at the real Tavis Smiley and get updates on X, that's formerly Twitter, at Tavis Smiley. Still getting used to that X. Uh, <laughs> I digress. By the way, should you miss any part of today's program or want to catch up on previous shows, you can always visit thetavissmileyshow.com. That's thetavissmileyshow.com or wherever you get your podcast and listen to the Tavis Smiley podcast at your leisure. Another great show on tap for you today. We're going to try and squeeze an 80-pound show into a 40-pound bag. Let me tell you all about it. In our second hour, a conversation today about reinventing yourself, regardless of age and living life authentically. Bevy Smith, the host of Bevelations. I love the name of her show. Her name is Bevy. Her show is called Bevelations. It's on SiriusXM. She joins us today in hour two to share her journey from fashion world success to hitting emotional rock bottom to learning how to live big. Bevy says you can too at any age. And she joins us today in hour two to tell us how. In our third hour, two conversations. Up first, the mayor of Montgomery, Alabama, Stephen Reed, joins us live to discuss that riverboat brawl and the video that's gone viral all over social media. Yesterday, assault charges were brought uh, against three white males involved, those who started that melee. We'll get an update from the mayor uh, of Montgomery, Mayor Stephen Reed, when he joins us at the top of our three. On the B side of our three, visionary creative director Kenny Gravalis has been dubbed the man behind the posters. He joins us for a conversation about how he became the go-to for major Hollywood studios and top filmmakers seeking thought-provoking advertising campaigns and film posters. That's on the B side of our three. But in this first hour today, two more conversations on the B side of this hour. We'll unpack some trending political headlines with Dr. Michael Fontroy, professor and founding director of the Race, Politics, and Policy Center at George Mason University, which means that we commence today's show in conversation with the chairman of the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, Jamie Harrison, who I'm honored to welcome back to this program. Mr. Chairman, how are you today, sir? I'm great, Tavis. Thank you so much for having my, having me, my friend. It's always good to be on. It's a delight to talk to you, my friend, and uh, thank you for the time. Glad we have these 30 minutes to unpack a few things. So one of the reasons I wanted to have you on is the president is on a West Coast swing. He's in where? Arizona, Utah, um, New Mexico, on a West Coast swing, even as we speak. What's the purpose of this trip, and what's he hope to get out of it? Well, it's important for the, the president to go around the country uh, to, to go to sites where we are seeing new manufacturing, we're seeing investments that his administration and Democrats in the House and the Senate were able to get done in his first two years. Um, because what we are seeing overall, Tavis, is binomics is working. Mm-hmm. And, and the American people are starting to feel it. We even heard just recently from uh, the head of, uh, of steel in this country, one of the big steel uh, manufacturing companies in this country, who talk about a new renaissance in terms of manufacturing in the United States that was sparked because of some of this legislation, the, the Chips and Science Act, the Inflation Reduction Act, the, the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill. And then the president is also celebrating the anniversary a one-year anniversary of the PACT Act and the Chips and Science Act, and next week will be the anniversary of the Inflation Reduction Act. Major, major pieces of legislation that have had uh, long-lasting and will have long-lasting impact on the country, not only 
presently, but for years to come. To your point that Bidenomics is working, it's hard to argue with the data. Um, he does appear uh, to be having an impact on the economy. It's bouncing back slowly, uh, but surely. And yet, to my mind, and the data uh, underscores this, the president is not getting credit for the success of Bidenomics, as he put it. How do you read that? Well, one of the things that you, you also are seeing is this administration is leaning in to make sure that people understand that when they see these roads that are being re- rebuilt and bridges are being rebuilt and um, the Wi-Fi coming into their areas, who was responsible for making that happen? So you're, you're going to start seeing very soon, Tavis, signs uh, and folks across the country, signs across the country uh, that the administrations are putting up there in all of these sites that this was due to funding passed through uh, the Inflation Reduction Act or the Bipartisan Infrastructure Bill under the Biden administration. It's important that people understand and see that connection between the work that's getting done, how their lives improve, and why it happened. Because most of this legislation, uh, the vast majority, mm. not one Republican actually voted for it. Yep. Uh, though they, they are going to the ribbon cuttings and everything else. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, They want to take credit for it, yeah. but they didn't do anything to make, make it happen. Is it messaging or is it the messenger? Because, again, it's hard to argue. Uh, the data. He's not getting credit. The poll numbers reflect he's not getting credit for for the good he has done. So is it the messenger? Is it messaging? What am I missing? Well, it, it can't be the messenger because the messenger is the, also the deliverer, right? <laughs> the, the person that is made, made this actually happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, for four years, you know, we had a president in the White House who talked about inflation uh, or infrastructure week every week and never fill a damn pothole. Mm-hmm. But you had this president in his first year who actually got it done, the largest investment in infrastructure since Dwight Eisenhower. And that's a very long time, before my before I was born. Yeah. So, um, uh, so we know that it was Joe Biden and his leadership with Democrats in the House and Senate that got it done. Now, one of the things that we have to do, not only through the paid messaging, but also the earned messaging, we need you know, the media to talk about all of these things that are going on in these communities uh, instead of focusing on the stuff that doesn't really matter, but that is going on in these communities that is making a difference in the lives of the American people. Uh, And and that's something that we are going to be pushing harder and harder to make sure that that they talk about these things because it's important. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of stuff to talk about that is important, and we'll do more of it when we come forward, uh, including a conversation about Dianne Feinstein. This radio show is nationally syndicated, but a flagship here in Los Angeles. Um, She represents the state of California, of course, in the Senate, has for many, many years, had another fall at her home, hospitalized once again, uh, uh, briefly, but hospitalized nonetheless. Uh, And there are continuing calls for this um, uh, stalwart Democrat to step aside, just as you saw the video of Republicans uh, in in Kentucky uh, chanting at Mitch McConnell, retire, retire, retire. So left and right, uh, there are folk calling for certain folk to step aside. We'll talk about that. And, of course, you can't talk about those things without addressing the president's age. These are issues that you can't avoid. We'll talk about it with the chairman of the DNC, Jamie Harrison, when we come forward on Tavis Smiley. And today would have been Whitney Houston's 60th birthday. So all three hours of our program today We're going to weave in a little Whitney here and there celebrating uh, the life and rich musical legacy of Whitney Houston, gone too soon. You're listening to Tavis Smiley. May Fresh Daily in the Mert Park, Los Angeles, California. You're listening to Tavis Smiley.
Tavis Smiley, and that is the uh, soulful sound of one Whitney Houston, who uh, would be turning 60 today, where she's still alive. Just reminds you uh, how young Whitney was when she passed away. Her music will live forever, and we're going to celebrate Whitney uh, all three hours of today's program, playing a, a little bit of this and that. So many hits, so little time, but we'll squeeze in some Whitney over the next three hours again as we celebrate what would have been her 60th birthday. Speaking of birthdays, Diane Feinstein uh, is 90. Uh, she has struggled to navigate the Senate this year after suffering a severe case of shingles back in February, but there are all kinds of other issues uh, connected to this senator who has served honorably uh, and, um, and, and for quite a while in the U.S. Senate. Uh, there's also, and she's a Democrat, of course. On the other side of the aisle, you have Mitch McConnell. Uh, who's advancing in age. And we all saw that video a couple weeks ago where he froze mid-sentence. And he was back in Kentucky, uh, in his home state. Uh, And this is what he was met with at at, at a town hall meeting. Just take a listen to this. That's what Mitch McConnell heard in his home state of Kentucky. Hard to imagine uh, that years ago, months ago even, uh, he would have been met with that kind of uh, retort, that kind of chant, retire, retire. Uh, and so whether you talk on the left with Diane Feinstein or on the right with Mitch McConnell, there is some advancing, uh, there's some senators who are advancing in age. I, I want to be kind here, senators who are, shall we say, chronologically gifted, uh, who uh, many believe have served a little too long. I'm sure, uh, 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 Chairman uh, Harrison, that you would love by any means necessary to get rid of Mitch McConnell <laughs> as the chair of the DNC. I understand that. <laughs> uh, on, on, on the other hand, there are folk who are asking for Diane Feinstein to step aside. Um, your thoughts uh, about that, if you have any. Well, listen, I, I, Tavis, I just want to wish uh, Senator Feinstein well in, in her recovery. And I just defer to her and Senator Schumer in deciding what's next up. So we know that she's not running for re-election next time. We got mm-hmm. a very competitive Senate race there. Um, so, but I, I, you know, leave that to Senator Schumer and Senator Feinstein to determine uh, how they move forward. Yep. What this issue does do, uh, as uncomfortable as it may be for you and others, um, and I respect that, uh, what it does do is put the spotlight once again on the age of the president. Uh, now, to be clear, Donald Trump ain't that much longer, and everybody I've talked to, despite all the drama he's facing, and I'll give you a chance to sound off on that in a moment, um, but um, despite all the drama he's facing, uh, I've not talked to a single person who, do, who does not see him as the presumptive Republican nominees will have a rematch between Joe Biden likely and Donald Trump. We'll talk about that as well. But again, what's happened to Mitch McConnell, what's happened to Dianne Feinstein, once again puts a spotlight on the president's age. And about that, you say what? Well, this is what I say, Tavis. You have probably the most productive president that we have seen since LBJ. When you look at legislative achievements and and things uh, and accomplishments. And the reason why we elect a president is to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Uh, what president can we find who has gotten more done in two years with less help uh, than Joe Biden has? You know, there was a saying I remember when I was a young staffer in Jim Clyburn's office mm-hmm. once, and I was, uh, you know, as we're young and hungry and ambitious, and I was just complaining. So I don't know why some of these older members or folks just move <laughs> aside and so some of these younger folks <laughs> get in. And in a, in a classic Jim Clyburn moment, he said, he said, Jamie, let me ask you something. He said, now tell me, what, who would you prefer, an old Thurgood Marshall or a young Clarence Thomas? Mm. 
and I, and I said to the boss, enough said. <laughs> you know, I, I think it, it, it's dangerous for us to have these blanket categorizations of folks, whether it's what all black people think or what all young people will do and this and that. I mean, Ron DeSantis is 42 years old, mm-hmm. and he is a disaster, yep. uh, a, a fascist governor, right? And so it's not about youth and, and, and all that. It's, it's about your mindset. It's about what you, who you are, what your values are, what you want to do. And Joe Biden has proven time and time again, everybody underestimates him. They underestimate him in the primary. They underestimate him uh, in terms of getting stuff done. And he has proven time and time again, uh, his age comes with wisdom. And we got a lot of aunties and uncles who we know that we go to time and time again. We don't go to our friends at our age, mm. but when we need to get stuff done and understand how to navigate the world, we go to those folks of wisdom. That's what Joe Biden has been able to leverage to get stuff done yeah. uh, for the American people. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm riding with Biden. Here you go. Uh, no, no question here that he's gotten a great deal accomplished, and yet there are persons, even on the campaign trail, uh, which we'll talk about here in a second here, who have called into account his mental acuity. You with the president more than most of us are. Uh, to those who are questioning at this age his mental acuity, you say what? Well, well, hell, Tavis, he has outwitted all the Republicans in the House and Senate uh, <laughs> time and time again. So, uh, as I keep telling you, you, you go ahead and keep uh, underestimating Joe Biden, and he's going to keep winning at the same yeah. time. Uh, sharp as a tack uh, is, is, and can navigate uh, all of these minefields that we see in American politics these days. So, uh, you know, ask. Ask Kevin McCarthy about how acute Joe Biden is. Because yeah. uh, last time I see the treadmarks, the uh, Joe Biden treadmarks are all over Kevin McCarthy's back. <laughs> Uh, that's why he's the chair of the Democratic National Committee. You expect this, and he's delivering, uh, as he always does. Speaking of, speaking of minefields, um, uh, I've had a number of, of guests on this program who are running for president. Uh, so the president is being challenged, not just by Republicans, but there's Marianne Williamson running uh, against him on the Democratic side. There is Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. running against him on the Democratic side. He was just here in L.A. a couple of days ago. Cornell West, uh, third party uh, candidate running uh, as uh, the uh, Standard bearer for the Green Party. He was just in studio not long ago. So there are a number of persons challenging him uh, from the left, if you will. Say nothing of uh, Donald Trump and those trying to uh, challenge him from the right. What say you about these uh, about these this 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 field of third party candidates um, running against the president? Well, this is what I say in a larger context, right. Tavis, about where we are. Um, uh, you know. Uh, going back to Jim Clyburn, who often talks about this probably being the second reconstruction that, that, that we're in. These are unprecedented times that we're in right now. Uh, and mind you, I would even say dangerous times of where we are as a nation about where our democracy is going. Uh, we have people playing around with facts, whitewashing history, uh, you know, going after elected officials. We saw it in Tennessee. We just see it again in Florida just recently. These are extremely dangerous times for American democracy. And I really don't think, and we have seen uh, the impact of primaries before, we've seen the impact of third parties. We got to be very, very careful as a nation about how we we, uh, approach this moment. Um, Because democracy as we know it may not be here if we don't take it as seriously as these times require us to do so. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, listen, it's America. People can do what they want to do. But we also understand, I understand from a 
early on that all of our actions, uh, we, we're going to be responsible for uh, how our actions uh, come forth. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's important that I think people understand that context. I respect all of the folks who, who want to run, all smart, capable I- individuals. But in the end of the day, we know in this country, built on the system that we have, the, the winner is either going to be a Democrat or it's going to be a Republican. Uh, there has never been a third party candidate. There's, uh, and, and really, you don't very often see uh, an incumbent president lose a primary. So and what it does when it happens, it weakens. So we, we're going to focus on on my end, making sure that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are well prepared to take on whomever comes out of the Republican primary, because we understand that it's just not about Democrats winning. Yeah. It's about American democracy staying and, and, and continuing to lead the world. Uh, and that's really, really important, not for me personally, but sure. for my kids and, 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 and their kids to come. Got five minutes left. Want to cover a few more things right quick here. Uh, one other question, finally, about, yeah. about, about third-party candidates. Now, thank you for the time. Um, just want to make the most of it. Uh, Cornell West specifically, no less than David Axelrod, and uh, and David Axelrod is, is is David Axelrod, right? When he speaks, people listen yep. politically. No less than David Axelrod has said that the Biden administration needs to take Cornell West seriously. Other other publications have written that. Uh, I'm doing an interview later today with a national publication because Dr. West and I have been friends for so long. I'm getting calls to talk yep. about Cornell West, which won't surprise you. Uh, but for those who are saying that the president and the Democratic Party ought to be concerned about Cornell West if he starts to take flight with black voters in particular and others uh, in, the, in the progressive wing of our politics, um, your thoughts about uh, Cornell West, whether or not he in fact is a threat. Uh, could he be the Ralph Nader of this election? Listen, tremendous respect for, for Dr. West, uh, who's done so much uh, in history. But again, Tavis, I think the stakes in this election couldn't be higher. Right. Uh, and there will be a clear choice between the president of the United States and whomever the MAGA GOP nominee is. Again, history has taught us, and, and I know uh, Dr. West knows history better than anybody, but we have seen the impact that third-party candidates have had in the past. It's important that President Biden continues to go out and make the case from his infrastructure investments to growing our economy to creating millions of jobs and lowering the cost for families, because he's got a strong story. And that is the story that we need to make sure that we get told all right. across this country. And so, you know, all respect to Dr. West and, and, and what he has done and accomplished. Um, but in the end of the day, you know, uh, a third party captain hadn't won in the past. I don't see one winning anytime soon. Um, and we got to make sure that we secure democracy. And so, again, I'm riding with Biden, and I'm going to make sure that everything in my power, because, again, it it ain't even about President Biden. It's about my kids. It's about the other kids in this country. We need to ensure that American democracy prevails. And I know that will happen Mm -hmm. under the leadership of President Biden because he's been fighting for more rights than I left. In the uh, in the last two minutes we have, I'll let you sign off on on Donald Trump. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, 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 the state of our democracy. I think it's fragile, more fragile than it ought to be uh, in a moment like this. And yet, in this moment where our democracy hangs in the balance, the Republicans are about to nominate. It appears. Uh, a person who's already been thrice indicted, and we haven't gotten to Fannie Willis. We, we hear that indictment is on the way perhaps next week. So four indictments, maybe five, six, by the time uh, they get to the Republican convention in a democracy. How could that other party that you reference be putting up somebody who's been indicted three, four, five, six times? 
You know, it, it was it's so strange, Tab, as I remember when I was running against Lindsey Graham for the U.S. Senate and always used to talk about the rule of law and talk about freedom and how the Republican Party stood for that, how they stood for family values. The antithesis to all of that is the person that Lindsey Graham is now supporting for uh, president of the United States once again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for, for, for us, we need to be clear. Republican Party, a party that didn't even pass a platform in the last presidential election, and platforms usually lay out what you stand for as a party. They don't stand for anything other than for power. They will take away your freedom. They will take away your rights. They will, they will attack everything that is America if it means that they can keep and hold on to power. That's a dangerous party. It's dangerous individuals that make up that party. From Donald Trump on, and I, I want people to be clear, Donald Trump is the, the, the face of it. But Tim Scott, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pence, they all believe in the same thing. As my grandma said, you put them all in the bag, they all fall out at the same time because they're all rotten. And in the end, we have to understand that democracy, if any of those folks get the nomination, and one of them will, they will be a fundamental threat to uh, America as we know it and to American democracy uh, that we all celebrate and love. And so we got to be serious about it. Everybody needs to make sure they're registered, that they go out to vote, they get the brothers, the sisters, the aunties, the uncles, and everybody that they know to go out and exercise their right to vote. Because as we saw in Ohio, when we vote, we can win. There you go. Uh, and we can protect our freedoms and our democracies. And, and that's my fundamental story for everybody. He's the chairman of the Democratic National Committee, the DNC. Always honored to have him on this program. He always responds when we invite him on, affirmatively, that is. And so, uh, once again, we appreciate Jamie Harrison for his time today. Mr. Chairman, all the best to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. You take care of yourself. Stay strong. Do the same. When we come forward, we'll talk more politics with Michael Fontroy, professor and founding director of the Race, Politics, and Policy Center at George Mason University on Tavis Smiley.